0: everybody welcome back to the friday night dinner podcast i'm your host curtis with me as always is dr stephanie sarkis phd who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com how are you today steph
1: i'm great how are you
0: doing great thanks how's the weather your way
1: it's beautiful yeah <laughs> this is now the third time we talked about the weather
0: yeah it's almost well No, i think there was the one time we recorded like four episodes back to back but we just kind of like stopped talking about the weather this report
1: right yeah <laughs> i think for the fourth one we were kind of burned out we we're, we're like you know what
0: it's the same it hasn't changed much yeah yeah still 60 degrees fahrenheit 16 celsius and raining but uh i don't mind rain rain's not the worst thing in the world so
1: right cuz we were talking about how you have earthquakes
0: yeah you are. but like most of our earthquakes are pretty small you yes. don't feel them that much so
1: mm-hmm. it's not like the ones that are in like california or Alaska
0: or... No In fact most of the time I sleep through most earthquakes I'll wake up and people be like Do you feel that earthquake? I'm like Nope I slept through the whole now, thing Now that's sign kind of a sound
1: sleeper It's yeah. like Oh an earthquake happened? Okay Yeah Cool
0: Yeah exactly uh, But we're here to talk about uh, Gilmore Girls And specifically uh, The 19th episode of season 2 Which is called Teach Me Tonight And uh, Yeah we got we got a good amount of jest this episode and uh i i you know we we're talking about the last episode not being the, the strongest but i think this episode makes up for it this episode's a really good one yeah. in my opinion written by amy sherman Palladino. uh oh, so as
1: you were saying in the last episode you said that she writes when it's really moving the plot along
0: yes which is which is good i think you don't you don't give those episodes to somebody who doesn't know the characters as strongly as you do. So, right. So, yeah, it's pretty J-
1: amazing. Anybody that has not written for the show just kind of pops in and writes. I mean, that by itself is pretty amazing. Now they think about it.
0: Well, I, I, they have some rules and guidelines when you're writing these things to keep the characters all on track. But, yeah, you know, if you want to have an episode where Rory goes and opens a copy stand or something, you know, it's not going to impact the larger narrative. There might be some progress, but not, like, a huge amount. So um, You probably
1: get the show Bible, too, that says, you know, all the characters and what their motivations are. And so you get you get to look at something.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's usually what's referred to as a show yeah, yeah, the, the show
0: Bible. Yeah, the show Bible. Yeah, things you're, you're not allowed to touch. Um, but uh, not only is this a great episode for kind of, uh, you know, you get a lot of characterization with Rory, you get a lot of stuff with Rory and Jess. Uh, you also get Kirk's short film, which is always funny to watch.
1: And yeah, he names all the jobs he's had on the show.
0: Which is great, because I think we needed a running tally, because he yeah. really has worked pre- I, I, practically everywhere I would hate yeah. to do his taxes I'm just going to say it right now <laughs> uh, doing his taxes would be a freaking nightmare all
1: Right. what uh, are you? I am all the things
0: <laughs> I see here you've worked 80 jobs in the past year like do you have T4s or whatever like, yeah. for all these oh, so okay. um, uh, but uh, yeah uh, this is uh. This is an episode that's, uh, you know, a little tough because I think there's been such kind of hostility and resentment building between Lorelai and Luke and Jess and Rory, all four of them, and it finally kind of comes to a head in this episode, unfortunately, and I think it kind of uh, there, there's a lot kind of going on in terms of, yeah, making this episode kind of one that's, I think, a little tough to watch because you kind of know... All four players of the story. So when these when this happens, it you kind of know where it's going to go, and it's it's unfortunate where where things end up. But uh, yeah, uh, basically uh, early on in the episode, Luke finds out from uh, Justice Principal that he's failing, uh, and uh, Luke basically has to uh, essentially. Uh, find a way to get a tutor for Jess, and uh,
1: and how come he... Lane isn't caught cheating when when Jess is like asking her like they're talking. There's all these signs on the board saying you know don't cheat blah 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 blah.
0: I think you it know, was locked. Nothing on then. your palm.
1: You need to read. Okay, because well, I mean, I was in high school before that. <laughs> and if you were, and if you like would years be... before that,
0: yeah, I would. I was in high school around the same time the show takes place. But, like, I remember things were being a little lax. But I remember, like, late huh. in my high school career, things started to get a little strict. So I could kind of buy it. Like, things were a little looser back then. But, yeah, definitely nowadays you can get a good wave, wave of something like that. So.
1: Full-on um. conversation, the Test. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's not something you can do now. Um, we get to see Stars Hollow High School. Is that the name of it again? Yeah, Stars Hollow High. Yeah. I think the last time we saw it, Jess and uh, Dean were in some kind of fight outside, but it wasn't really too much. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Luke is told that J- Jess needs a tutor. At the same time, too, Lorelai uh, complains to Taylor about the choice of movie for the movie in The Square Night, and uh, Taylor gives her the responsibility uh, but she quickly loses her enthusiasm when she realizes that she has to choose a free movie that is going to appeal to everybody. So she has to choose any movie. She's got to choose a movie that a is free and B everyone's going to enjoy. She finds out that it's really tough to choose a movie with those restrictions. So
1: she kind of gets a little education and, you know, and, you know, when she complains that, you know, she's in charge and she doesn't like it that much in this case.
0: Yeah, well, I think she also kind of realizes that, you know, it's not as simple as just saying, well, I'm going to choose a better movie than this. Well, Taylor's got to work right. with those restrictions, too, and it's not always easy. And she ends up choosing the same movie that Taylor chooses anyway. Right, so right, right. I think it kind of shows, yeah. I, I like that. That it was a very kind of humbling experience for Lorelei, That Like, she tries to make things better, but really, there wasn't much she could change about that. So. Um, all right. Um, yeah, so uh, Luke uh confronts Jess about uh his flunking and his attendance and ultimately asks Rory uh to help Jess uh, which I thought was kind of interesting because he didn't initially go to Lorelai. he went to Rory. Which
1: that was weird to me. That yeah. seemed like you would go to the mother, especially when. You know that Lorelai is had issues with Jess. That seems yeah. like it was a little sneaky to do that.
0: Yeah, no totally. I don't think it really helped, particularly what happens at the end of the episode. But uh right. yeah. Initially
1: Lorelai was okay with it. Well That's yeah, the other part it doesn't make sense.
0: Well, I think she was in that first. I mean she was definitely not okay with it, but I think I think she realizes that there's just no changing Rory's mind on this. Like Rory is so infatuated with Jess... And there's just nothing she can do. So, she she boxed, but you know, against her better judgment, she decides, yeah, you know, let, let let's do this. Um. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was interesting too was Rory asked Lorelai to lie to Dean, which right. I think is a sign that we're starting to see the the end of the relationship for Dean and um, uh, Rory. Mainly because it's he's not being like, or she's not being honest with him, and like she's now involving her mom, which I'm sure doesn't make Lorelai feel comfortable. Uh, and I think she also
1: she was, she said it in a really good way, I think, you know, telling Rory that that's not okay.
0: Yeah, but no, did she, she did
1: agree to do it in the end. I, I think, don't she, think she agreed to, I,
0: yeah, I think she did, yeah. Um. Yeah, Rory and Jess decide to take a uh, break from their studying to get some ice cream. Uh, unfortunately, Jess is behind the wheel and gets into a car accident when he swerves to uh, avoid an animal. Which, from what I can, from what I recall from driving school, you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to just keep on going because they say you actually do more damage swerving than you would if you were to just hit the animal. I which- wouldn't
1: be able to. I, I would swerve around
0: it just by instinct. Oh, I've definitely ran over some animals because I'm like, you know what? Safety first. Sorry, animals, but
1: I had a squirrel by accident. I still feel guilty about it. And it was like 15 <laughs> years ago. Oh. So. I once
0: um I was driving late at night. I saw this toad just like jump onto the road and I hit it. And I felt bad, but I'm also like, well, toad, you should have read the read the room a little better than that. But uh, yeah. This it, is interesting. I don't know. I I thought it was interesting that he swerved because it's like, yeah, you know, he uh, he just acted on impulse. But, but uh,
1: what does that also say about him that he swerved? You know, like there's a soft side to him. I think.
0: Yes, he's not a terrible person. He's just one that lashes out and he likes to cause mischief on occasion. But I think deep down, he's a good person. So. Mm-hmm. Uh.
1: Maybe not great a great parent because his mom just kind of dumped him off.
0: Yeah, I think and definitely his him like raising definitely doesn't help things too. You know, it sounds like he didn't have a good solid father figure, but I think having Luke around gives him that, and I think that's maybe why we're right. seeing some positivity, some positive changes. Because whereas you know maybe he hasn't had a great a great father figure, Luke is kind of acting like that to him in a lot of ways. So.
1: And has in the past, it it sounded like too.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rory gets a fractured wrist and totals the car that Dean built for her. Uh, Lorelai. mess. Sorry.
1: That car was a mess. It was.
0: Yeah. Which is of...
1: like Richard. Remember, Richard was concerned about the safety of it.
0: Yeah. Maybe he was right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Yeah. Lorelai uh, blames Luke. And kind of creates a serious rift in their friendship slash relationship, which is interesting because I kind of feel like things were progressing pretty well for them, maybe towards their relationship. And then this kind of yeah, this kind of just bucked that and kind of was like, nope. Uh, And then everyone's favorite character, Christopher, arrives uh, in the middle of the night to take care of uh, Rory.
1: Oh, goes into the house instead of Lorelai waking up and going oh my god there's somebody in the house she's like oh hey Christopher
0: <laughs> yeah but what uh, Christopher I guess was going to go after Jess but yeah Jess has already left Star Solo
1: I don't know if that was like a dad being mad or he was actually going to do it what do you think do you think he was actually
0: gonna... I think it was Christopher being Christopher he doesn't know how to be a father I think and I think he was doing what he thinks he needs to do but it wasn't the right move He doesn't know Luke and Jess and those people that well. So him doing that, to me, kind of came across as him playing the part of the dad, but he doesn't know what to actually do. Because if he actually knew them, why would he go do that? Like, this is Luke's nephew. He's not, like, why would you go go and attack this kid, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, but that's also kind of on par for Christopher. He's kind of a weird dude, so...
1: Is he still with? Is he still with Sherry? Because you know, it, didn't she say like, "Don't you have to get going home or something"? And didn't he say something? Yeah, like, it's interesting because he seems to. Like they work together.
0: He seems to dodge that question, like when she's like, "Where's yeah. Sherry?" He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like,
1: but, well, he said Rory comes first, but he also didn't answer the question. and Then when she yeah. said, "Don't you need to go home?" He kind of skirted that question.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he's such a, uh, kind of like a somebody who's kind of goes with the flow of things
1: he's kind of he's kind of weaselly
0: yeah i could see him just i'm pretty sure he's not with sherry but it's interesting that you mentioned that because i was thinking that too like it seems like he's maybe not ready to answer that question but something tells me something's up something's up with that so um yeah uh but at least we end the episode uh watchy kirk short film so there is some positiveness in this episode uh yeah. Uh I think the like
1: oblivious to how it's being received too.
0: Yeah, which is totally Kirk. Like that says him, right? He doesn't he doesn't read right. the room. He just does Kirk, which I thought was great.
1: Right. right.
0: Um and then yeah, you get Patty and Babette talking in the background, they talk about I like how, that
1: part too, yeah. I
0: yeah, I like that too because it's like of course in Star's Hollow, those two are the gossipers and it makes sense that right. they it's would like, be hey, come here. Yeah, they would be yeah. gossiping.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: So, okay. I I actually like that because...
1: It's a... To, it's a right, yeah.
0: It, it, to me, just seems like something they would be doing anyways. But it's a great way to kind of deliver right, exposition. Right. Like, all it takes is Lorelai just kind of tuning in. And now she kind of knows that Justice left town. So,
1: yeah. And it was just... Yeah, it was very organic how to do the exposition to that. I thought that was done really well.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh yeah that's uh that was it for the episode and um yeah um all right uh let's uh, see if we have any questions here uh I've got one from a Dory uh, and Dory says... Uh, watching this episode for the first time i really thought it was interesting how there was a lot of different players in this and they all kind of centered around the same issue which was the car crash it was interesting to see how each of the characters react to it rory being supportive of jess uh, luke being supportive of jess etc and how everyone kind of reacts to this i thought it was really interesting how you get these reactions from this and it tells a lot about who these characters are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does.
0: Yeah. I like that too. Yeah, you that know,
1: Lorelei will do anything for Rory, which we knew, but yeah, you know, she doesn't take no for an answer when she goes to the hospital.
0: I think that's one of the great things about the show is, you know enough about these characters that given a situation, you know how they're going to react, but it's also just a great way yeah. to show how, who their characters are all around the central conflict. Yeah. And it's not even conflict, too. Like, we've seen in episodes where they do, like, the town getting together. It's similar. Maybe not as negative, uh, but, you know, similar in a lot of ways. So.
1: That consistency of the characters. Now, that doesn't mean yeah. that sometimes there's curveballs that don't make any sense. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. saying how great Dean is. Uh, yeah. But overall, I mean, they're pretty consistent.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite. Per- Let's. Yeah, let's do favorite and least favorite performance this episode. Okay. Who was your Who was your favorite? And who was your least favorite?
1: I would say probably Christopher was my least favorite because I just don't like Christopher. Um, yeah, I just I just find it to be I find it to be smarmy, and so again, maybe not the actor, but I, I don't know. I feel like he could have done more with what he was given. Yeah, maybe. Um, I liked. Lorelai's performance, especially when she's at the hospital, where she just kind of barges in, and is like, "No, show, show me where my kid is."
0: Very Emily esque. Because uh, we yeah. think of like,
1: yeah, isn't it?
0: A- with Emily, when uh, Richard was in the hospital, very similar, like very much like yeah. commanding, taking charge again. True. Lorelei doesn't like to think that she shares a lot in common with Emily, but she really does. So but
1: she's right. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah. So that was my least and favorite. So what's your favorite and least?
0: Mm, I mean, I did really like Jess in this episode Uh, You know He He did a great job of being charming And I think you see why Rory Is infatuated with him so much I think the, you know I can see why the other characters maybe don't like him But I think it's really important for us To see why Rory likes him And I think uh, Mila Ventimiglia Does a great job of showing why Jess would like, or why Rory Would like him, so, yeah I'll, I'll say I'll say him, actor. but there's a lot of great performances this episode. There, yeah. there was, it was a hard to choose, but uh yeah, I'd go with him.
1: Brett and Patty, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, Pavett and Patty—they were great too. Um And then but the
1: short scene, it was still really good. Yeah, you're like you're here and sit next to me, <laughs> you know, tell me the dirt of the neighborhood. Yeah,
0: totally. Um, I guess like least favorite. I'm gonna say Luke, actually. Like I, I understand that he was upset, but like his, his kind of reaction to it was, like he seemed to be overreacting a little bit to like, to Lorelai. And I get it, like Lorelai's upset, he's upset. And I think they kind of have problems when they're both upset like that. But I think he could have maybe done a bit like. It, it just felt weird that he would instantly go to being defensive when, you know, Jess was driving. Jess caused the car crash. Like he could have been a little more understanding.
1: It um, seemed a little out of character. Yeah. It
0: did, yeah. So,
1: so that's more to do with writing then. You think? Yeah. Was with the acting? Totally. And
0: I think maybe, well, maybe partially the performance. I think he could have maybe done it where there was a bit more nuance to the performance rather than him just getting mad at yeah. Lorelai. Right. Like he, he could have maybe explain things a little better but yeah right Um.
1: so I mean you see I thought it was interesting that you see Lorelai just let Luke go into her kid's room and she doesn't know why and then he asked her to be a tutor and Lorelai doesn't have an issue with this or say why didn't you talk to my kid first Mm -hmm. and then then she turns into a mama bear at the hospital which is kind of interesting that she's fine with him going into her kid's room yeah that was strange
0: yeah, I mean, I get it. They, they trust Luke, but yeah, that's still felt a little strange. But
1: still, wouldn't you be like, what's up with that? You know,
0: yeah. So.
1: And okay. to ask her to tutor. I mean, it's not like he's. I mean, she's really busy with school. It's not like that's a small ask.
0: Yeah, totally. I think, too. But
1: that's not a character.
0: Yeah, I think, like, also, too, I think he he doesn't necessarily under like he doesn't have the parenting skills. I think is maybe what it kind of comes down to. Like Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't understand the nuances of being a parent. You see that a lot with like, even how he handles Jess. And I think he, you know, for him, this is all new, like taking care of uh, another human being. Like it's not something he's used to. Uh, So I get it. Like for him to go and ask Rory for help to tutor Jess, that's not something that he's comfortable doing, and I think he maybe just didn't know how to handle it. But that could have been maybe explained to Bill. That Lorelai would have
1: stepped in. I yeah, mean, Lorelai stepped in and said, "Hey, so what, what's what's up?"
0: Again, you know? I think because okay. she maybe trusts him, she probably didn't think too much. Okay, like if, right. it was, yeah. if it was, if it was Jess going in and asking Peter, she probably would have been like, "What are you doing here?" But you
1: know, now maybe yeah. So well, the other thing is, here's Jess in her room a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. and she wasn't like. I mean, she was upset, but she wasn't, you know, he just, like, kind of sauntered out of her room, and she's just like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, she did. But d- like, there's things she's oddly permissive of.
0: Yeah. I think she's just very much, like, hmm. Like, she doesn't know the answers, but she's kind of wanting to find out more. And, like, you kind of see that when Jess goes into her room, like, she knows something's up, but she doesn't know for sure, so she waits until, like, the bracelet's found and then she confronts him like hey you took the bracelet and put it back like because she kind of knew more but i don't know i think maybe that's what it is like maybe she waits to kind of find out more before she confronts that person maybe but
1: then you get into the thing that she said a couple of episodes ago where she says you know we're best friends we're best friends first mother and daughter second so maybe that plays into that as well
0: yeah oh, i could yeah that makes sense too mm-hmm um, Favorite reference in this episode Do you have a favorite?
1: I like the one where they Yeah, when they talk about the bag boy And he's flipping all the cans around They said, oh, it's like uh, It's very cocktail of him So if you don't know that movie That's a Tom Cruise movie Where he serves cocktails And is in all sorts of fancy ways So mm-hmm. I don't like Tom Cruise But I thought that was a cute reference
0: Yeah Um.
1: And Kurt references himself
0: Yeah <laughs> Well, that was
1: a great self reference. Uh, sorry. That was a great self reference. He was just like, I've been this, this, this.
0: Oh yeah, with this. You're like, different. yeah, you, you have, you have
1: been all those things.
0: Yeah. Um, I like uh, when Rory says, "I'm going to be a journalist," and uh, Jess says, "Paul Zahn," and then Rory says, "Christine Amapur. and I like that. Like Jess immediately knew who that was. I think it kind of goes to show, like, that you know he is and also like you know it shows that level of chemistry that they kind of have similar interests and like knowledge levels so
1: again that the actors were dating around this time I think right yeah
0: would have started around this time yeah um okay um favorite quote did you have a favorite quote from this episode
1: yeah I think when, when Rory said to Lane sarcasm doesn't become you and then, right, and then Lane says, but it sustains me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that,
0: that was a good one. I think this was one of those episodes, too, where I started to realize that Lane was older than Rory. Because she is, like, by quite a bit, too. And sometimes I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, I noticed it. <laughs> I think it's probably,
1: like, 12 years. Or, I mean, it's, it's yeah. something really significant.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not noticeable, but sometimes I notice it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Um,
1: it depends on what she's wearing, sometimes.
0: I think so, and I think no, like if they get really close to her face, you can tell from her face. I think that like she's mm. older, but I mean, mm. whatever. She she's looks young enough that like it's largely passable. I probably wouldn't even notice if I didn't know the information beforehand, but still, I I know right. it's hard not to ignore.
1: Because well, Dean looks like he's like twenty four,
0: so <laughs> it doesn't help too. Like because he gets like quite a bit. Like, you know, obviously, like, the show goes, like, pretty close to the ages to, like, 17, 18, 19. But, like, at a certain point, he looks, like, mid-20s, and he's, like, 19 or something. So, it's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I understand with child labor laws that they want to hire, you know, because it's much easier to, to hire someone that's yeah. over eighteen with child labor laws, you know, the way they are. So, um, and there's a good reason why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, with with Dean, it kind of gets ridiculous at a point. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, like, it's, cool. and it's like, when do you think that, that Lorelai would have an issue with how old he looks? But then you realize, oh, he's supposed to be seventeen, eighteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. My favorite quote. Uh, there's a lot of good ones in this episode. Um, I think... Uh the the one with the Luke at the end and I, I know I just said that I I wasn't a big fan of like Luke's reaction, but I did like the line where he said, Hey, I'm sorry about Rory. You know I care more about her than I do myself, but at least you know where Rory is and at least you know that she's okay. Now I have to find Jess and make sure that he's okay. If that cuts into your screaming time, well that's just too damn bad. I like that. I you I'm know. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good line. And how he delivered it too, I thought was really great, mm-hmm. so yeah, right. Luke's a Luke's a uh, a character that you know they've been fleshing him out. Like when we go back and look at him back in like Episode One, you know he was just the guy serving coffee, and now like he's got quite a bit going on. So I always like that about the He his was supposed
1: to be just the, well, he and he was supposed to be just the guy serving coffee, and then they made him a regular player, right?
0: Yeah, which I think all the better for because he's so great in this. And that yeah. line was like so great because you know. I, I think you can kind of understand a little bit of where his frustration was coming from. I still think he probably could have backed off a little bit, but still, you can at least understand where he's coming from. So
1: He's like, you know, think about something else, or, you know. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, he kind of tells the look at you know Yeah, 100%. Right, or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... Alright. Let's see here. Um... Behind the scenes trivia. There's a l- Few little things here. Let's pull it up. Um, uh, Oh, uh, the book that Jess is reading throughout the episode is Slaughterhouse five by Kurt Vonnegut. So, you know, uh-huh. Jess is into his books. Um,
1: and reads them voluntarily, not because they're assigned.
0: Yeah. Which I like that about him. He's a reader, but like you can tell that he doesn't do it for school. He does it for his own knowledge. Um, Kirk uh Kirk's film was heavily influenced by a razor head, which is kind of like a weird little Oh
1: that's why okay. Okay. Little
0: yeah. offbeat black and white film. Um
1: I thought, you know, for some reason I was like, why does that look familiar?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so there was a weird uh ER connection here in this episode. In the uh hospital, Laura refers to one of the doctors as George Clooney, who played uh, a character on ER. But then also, Gilmore Girls and E.R. used the same hospital set. So the hospital that like, they they shot in were the exact same. But then to add even more weirdness to it, Alexis Bedell did appear in the final season of E.R.
1: He did, like, as a recurring character? Huh. Yeah.
0: So. Oh, yeah. So there's some weird connections between E.R. and Gilmore Girls. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think here. Um, oh yeah. Um, uh, what was weird about Kirk mentioning all the jobs that he did was he mentioned installing DSL lines. Um, he
1: went by a different name.
0: Yeah, he went by a different name. So he was Mick, and that later got changed to Kirk. But yeah, it was just kind of kind of funny so that. Maybe that's uh, a name. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that yeah, they kind of. And and apparently, the writers say that that was them making like a fun little poke at it. Like they know that it was a different Uh character, different character name, but they were just poking fun at it. But so I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, like technically, it was Mick that appeared that did that. One of these days, it'd be great if we could like just get like three or four Sean Guns appearing in the show, and you realize that he's like identical triplets or something like that. Like. You realize that th- th- those weren't just, like, mistakes. Those were just him right. and his, his brothers that we just haven't seen. Right,
1: right. Time. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. That would be pretty so fun. I like also about the that, you know, maybe he was just you know, trying to get into character for his movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like
1: playing different different people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay. I was, like, I was like, no, he wasn't that. No.
0: Yeah, maybe he was just. Yeah, uh, maybe he was also just trying to like avoid giving his real name for some r- weird reason. Maybe he's like, I don't want people to know him, Kirk. I'll just, I think Nick. Uh,
1: if you heard that in the background, we're in the NHL playoffs, <laughs> so oh. somebody's very happy in my home. <laughs> Ironically,
0: as a Canadian, I could care less about hockey. Like, it's okay. It's one of those It's weird. I think as a country, everyone's like Canadians gotta love hockey, and I'm like,
1: not really. I don't know. It's like saying that all Americans love baseball. I love baseball, but does it doesn't mean all Americans do.
0: I do like American football, though. So.
1: But well, in that I, case, everybody likes American No. <laughs>
0: actually, it is like I've noticed that a lot of Canadians really like American football. I think because we do have Canadian football, but it's a lot more boring, it's not as fun. You're, it's different
1: rules isn't it
0: yeah it's a lot slower of a game and it's not nearly mm-hmm. as exciting so
1: so it's like the it's like the baseball of football
0: <laughs> it's like the baseball of football exactly so okay uh any other mental health observations on this episode
1: just we can talk about dean and his repetitive calling um oh Trolling behavior yeah uh, and i saying you know as long as you gotta back off um you see that you know when we talk about attachment style this is kind of an example of anxious attachment that he's going to contact her incessantly mm-hmm. uh, until he finds her and you know, we're getting the again some controlling behavior and i think this time Lorelai i think she did a good job of calling him out on it and yeah. but doing it away
0: uh, totally. because
1: he's a teenager and that you know he's you know might be his first relationship and everything mm-hmm. but again if big red flag huge red flag it's a couple times where he calls her incessantly
0: totally and when he does it too like the fact that he does it multiple times screams like major insecurity because i think he knows that like deep down he's not somebody that laurel or uh, rory wants to be with i think it would be interesting if he kind of like addressed that like he has issues and like addressed the fact that like that's why he's so insecure but i don't think the show necessarily thinks that, but I don't know. It just would be interesting. So.
1: They don't want to take the time to address it because there's other things to address. But yeah, so this is where you get into. This is kind of abusive behavior. Totally like calling that much, it's kind of stalking her. Yeah, I was thinking
0: like while I was watching, I'm like, I wonder if this is some gaslighting, because it definitely seems like it. But you're you're the gaslighting expert. Like which
1: part was which part? Did you think was gaslighting?
0: I was just like him calling, and being very controlling, and like. I don't know, very, like... Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know, it seemed to me like he's so controlling of Rory that when he loses the control, that's when he starts to lash out.
1: As Spiral. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. What what do you think? Would that be considered gaslighting?
1: I think, it's whenever you're making somebody question reality and think that they're crazy, so if he had said, like, I didn't call, or you know, something like that, or you told Mm. me this, or... So yeah, I can kind of see where... I can see where, yeah, when he's calling so many times, I can see where it would be something where he's trying to make Rory out to be the, the bad guy in this. Yeah. I think that from the manipulation of gasoline come in, yeah.
0: hmm
1: Especially because he gets more and more pleading as he calls. Yeah you know and says and and says like you know oh okay so you'll i'll you know you should be home by like so-and-so 30 or whatever and then he calls then and goes well I was just seeing if you're home yet you know mm-hmm. that's not that's not love that's manipulation and control
0: yes so
1: and i think laura like explained that to him in a really good way that he could hear and he yeah. stopped calling as much mm-hmm. and instead of it making rory want to contact him more, she's like good <laughs> it just kind of you know, it kind of backfired her a little bit, but, um... Yeah. Because she really doesn't want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. But now the car that he built for her has been wrecked while Jess drove it, so this may be... the relationship.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure... I'm sure Dean will take that news with a lot of maturity and responsibility, I'm sure. I'm sure.
1: No, not really. Yeah, and then he just out, and out says, you know, she's just likes her, doesn't he? You know, so and then Rory just doesn't answer him and I'm like, oh, that's that's
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But I could see some gaslighting, like, too that Rory was telling her mom to lie to Dean too. Yeah. I forget what the backstory was supposed to be. Like like she was studying with Lane or something. Mm-hmm. What was the I forget what the excuse was, but
0: Yeah, something not, like that. Yeah. But uh yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's time to give this episode a rating. What would you give this episode a score of? I'm an eight. I thought this
1: was one of the better episodes.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'd give this a nine. I like this episode. This is a, this is a good one. I think this most
1: is just Beth and Patty.
0: I mean they they clinched it for sure. Um, I just think mm-hmm. I don't know. I I like that this episode really kind of. Uh, Gets a lot into the characters, and even though it's just uh, like that email stated, like you know, we have everyone kind of coming around this one central conflict, but you really get to see a lot about how everyone kind of reacts to that. I think that's really interesting and uh, shows why the show is so well written at and, and most of the time. So, yeah, I, I really like this episode, and uh, I think it really will have influences on how things go. Uh, in the future. So, be interesting to see where they take it. Yep. Alright. Uh, um, stuff you can find over at stephaniesarcus.com. Gaslighting is the book and Talking Brains is the podcast. And I'm over at com, where we're talking about movies almost every other day. And, uh, yeah. Uh, next time we're going to talk about the episode Help Wanted. Bye for now.